Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Love to see you all. Thank you for coming. Sitting far away. Oh, you're close. I'll pick on you two later. That's good. So, uh, uh, yes, this is welcome. I can't believe I think this is only the fifth one. <laughs> what have I done? Why did I agree to do this? <laughs> I've broken the microphone. I'd say every single uh, the microphone stand has just fallen to pieces. That can't have been my fault. I'm like the Yuri Geller of microphone stands. I just touched it and a big bit fell off. That is the poor shoddy workmanship. That is partly because Chris on the sound desk went out, has been out and got very drunk last night and turned up very late. He's in massive trouble. I've got my baton de commandement now to hit him with. That's, uh, that's part of the microphone stand there. That's all right. That's, that's Dan Antopolsky's mic stand, so that doesn't matter. I'm just going to give up. I, I think I might become a clown. I think, I think this may be... I'd, I nearly spilled some water. I spilled water on myself three times at yesterday's podcast, and I made some water for myself and spilled it on myself today as well. But it was because the cup was uh, did, was kind of barrel was barreled at the bottom, so it fell over. But anyway, it's um, I'm eating some chewing gum. That's very bad. I should have t- taken that out before I came on. I'm unprofessional. I've got no idea what's going on. Uh, I've got way too much stuff going on. I was playing a uh, poker last night. Late last night, I was playing in Poker Men. It's called. I think it's a pun on Pokemon. Uh, well done to Andre Vincent, the towel thief, as some of you may know of him. And Andre Vincent, if you ever see him around, he came and stayed at our flat last year. Um, and um, going to take this out. Excuse me, it's disgusting. That we one of the prizes later on. <laughs> There's still some good stuff in that. Don't worry, it's still got quite a bit of mint left in it. Mm. Uh, he stayed at our flat, and I'd put my towel on the radiator in the hall. And now Andre Vincent, a guest in our flat, assumed that that was like the guest towel, as if that would happen. And then used wiped his big fat ass with it. And gone right up his. He's a really big fat guy. And that went that just ruined. It was my favourite towel, old bluey. I used to call it. And now it's been ruined. In my eye. however much you clean it, Andre Vincent, the speck of Andre Vincent's feces will always be on there. It's like every every breath you breathe in has an oxygen monocle that uh, was from the last breath of Julius Caesar. Possibly. That might be a true or false question later in the show. You can find out whether that's true or not. But, uh, yeah, so I've kind of had a bit... I had a very good time here yesterday. This show, this show was very good. And then um, I'm trying to write my Radio 4 show at the same time. I probably should have done that before I came to Edinburgh. It's about uh, ginger hair and the uh, little uh, jimmy hat, not condoms, uh, which uh, it also means in... I haven't, told the, I haven't told Radio 4 that, that jimmy hat is, a, is, a, is Scottish for condom, so the Scottish are going to enjoy this show a lot more than the English people are, I think, and the radio, we'll see if we can get it past Radio 4. Um, but so I'm trying to write that, and then, uh, yeah, not, I had a very strange audience last night uh, in my What Is what is Love Anyway, 8.50 at the Cow Barn. Uh, because uh, that Sunday's a bit weird anyway, because it's, um, you know, it's t- everything else is sort of two for one around it, so you get kind of a much smaller audience. But they just literally stared at me, and I came out, and it was like it took them 20 minutes to decide that they were going to laugh at anything I said, which was quite, quite disconcerting. But that's why I love Edinburgh. It looks like, it looks like this afternoon might be the same. Uh, so uh, maybe it's just the same 30 people following me around. This is something I kind of always wanted to do. When uh, Back in the day, you'd think if there was an act you didn't like in Edinburgh, it would be quite good fun to buy every single seat for, for, and, then, and then send actors along who just sort of sat there 
and just stare, and they were paid to just stare stony face forward and not laugh at anything because that would be really unusual. Even in this gig, you know, there was the, these kind of nervous laughs coming up last night for me that people who wanted to enjoy it and other people looking confused, going, "Is this any good?" It was kind of odd. But to have a whole audience that was full, you'd be going, "Yes, yeah, sold out, amazing, I'm sold out," and then just the whole audience sit and stare at you doing nothing. <laughs> And then at a chosen point in the show, after a certain word of a routine, you get the entire audience to stand up at the same time and take one pace forward. So that would be kind of... <laughs> that would be really good, wouldn't it? I mean, it might be worth doing, but it'll have to be to, it would have to be someone in one of the smaller venues, the way my Edinburgh's going this year. I can't afford uh, to <laughs> do too much. So let's see, what have I... There's some prizes coming up for later. Look, I've got... Uh, not just money today, there'll be a bit of money, not much because there aren't many of you. Look, a big, massive pack of Haribo. That is, that's more, that's more than money. Money can't buy that. That is that price. Unless you've got £1.50. And I've got five Mars bars. They do exist. I was there, because I used to do a routine about whether they existed or not. Mars bars, is it a real thing? I mean, even now I've got them in my hand. I can't think, is that... I saw them in the shop, but maybe someone is kind of trying to trick me, going, yeah, that's a real thing. Five of those... Hey, the Scottish people licking their lips now. Going, ah, get, get back home, put those in the deep fryer. That is a, and of course, as it occurs to me, the complete pumpkin is also there. Uh, oh yeah, and this, this <laughs> thank you, Chris. That's, that'll be better. We'll see. I've got a new Chris's through his hangover. He's managed to assemble a new mic stand. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, he looked like he was dead when he walked into the room. <laughs> I actually thought he was a ghost. I thought Chris has died, but he's still come and done. He loves the show so much in the stand. He's been at the stand for, I think, about 100 years. <laughs> and uh, it's either that or he's just been here for two years and then the amount of drinking he's done has turned him into that. He looks a bit like a Morlock, doesn't he, from the original Time Machine film. That's what he looks a bit like. Today he does, because his eyes are all... Ah. <laughs> and this, this one might not get recorded now. <laughs> Something may go wrong with the tape at this point. So uh, I can't remember what I was talking about, but anyway, it was good. So it's kind of interesting. It's interesting, even after all this time, that you can get. You know, the last night I really think I, I was a bit tired, but I think I did a good. I'm really I stuck with it and did a good performance. But I think sometimes it's your fault, you, the audience. Sometimes <laughs> you were just dicks. Whatever we do, and every single other what is love anyway has kind of gone like amazingly well. And you kind of think, it's sort of interesting because when you read a review, that reviewer will have been to see like one show. And it could have just been the one sort of dud show out of all the ones that are, that are good. And I think it would be impossible to give, like, three weeks we're in. So go and check out. It's, the, it's really the, the most important review of... It's the big publication that all the comedians are really worried. What, what did three weeks say about him? Oh, we didn't like him. Fuck, that's the end of that. Three, three weeks. It isn't a very good publication. So... Oh, so quite a lot of people who like three weeks. Well, how dare you say... That is where I get all my information for... Um, so, uh, <laughs> so I hope they give me a good review. Hello, three weeks. They're not going to like this show, are they? Why, why, what am I thinking? So there's been the riots have continued, and I think some of the rioters may have been listening to yesterday's podcast in which I discussed the facts that they were kind of going... If you're in a riot, right, you can do, you can break whatever law you want. You can murder someone. You can take jewels from a jeweler's shop. Don't loot Lidl, right? Don't, li <laughs> don't loot... And today, last night, I read, I don't know if this is true, they looted a charity shop, which is insane. There are proper shops with new clothes in them that you can, who are insured. You don't go to a charity shop and steal some old cardigans that smell a bit weird. What's wrong with these looters? They've got some video cassettes they've managed to get now. And I go, oh, where are we going to get a video player from? We can't even loot. 
Where are we going to get one of those from? So that was that was good. Um, uh, but it's good to see that going. And I, I kind of started thinking about um, uh, when, when I'm at this stage in Edinburgh, you're sort of thinking about next year's show, and you start having quite mad thoughts about... I think you do this as a comedian. You sort of start thinking, it'd be quite good if I lost an eye, because then I could do a show. <laughs> I could do a show about... It'd be quite good, wouldn't it, if I broke both my legs so badly I could never walk again. And I could do, you know, the stand-up, sit-down uh, tour. <laughs> And you kind of start thinking these, and you seriously, for a second, as a comedian, think that would be quite a good thing. And I was walking down uh, over uh, the South Bridge today, and um, I kind of thought, uh, there was a bus coming. I was thinking, that'd be quite good, wouldn't it? If I was run over by a bus, I could do a show called You Could Be Run Over By A Bus. And then I could do a show about my recovery. If I could choose the right bus to get in front of, just make sure it's going at the right speed. So it would hurt me quite, and injure me badly and take me you know, 11 months to get better. And then I could kind of hobble on stage in crutches and go, yeah, this is, you have to grab life. With, so that might be next year's show. It will be grimly ironic. A lot of these things that I think of then actually do happen to me. It seems to me I have these ideas and then they come true, which happens quite a lot with my writing, which is a bit scary. So I hope that one doesn't happen, but now it's almost certain to. Uh, and there's a thing in the paper today, which I forgot to bring out, that says iron brew can cure cancer. That is some Scottish, <laughs> some Scottish... It's in the sun. It's in the Scottish sun. Uh, and uh, some scientists have, pro have found, in fact, what they found is that uh, quinine or something, which is an ingredient in many foodstuffs. I think it's even in Coca-Cola, isn't it, quinine? I don't know. But anyway, that can... Presumably not if you drink it. That's what I'm not, because I, you'd think cancer would be low in, in Scotland if iron brew can cure cancer. <laughs> but if anything, it w I would suspect that iron brew causes cancer. That would be... <laughs> That, the statistics would suggest that. I'm not saying that's uh, definitely the case. <laughs> I'm saying you would suspect that. And the thing I forgot to write yesterday, there was, um, there was a, in the Sunday Times yesterday, there was a, uh, an article about a man who has planned to solve the kind of drought in Africa by towing an iceberg down from the North Pole which is kind of the thing you think of as a child, right? That is a Like, why don't they just tow an iceberg? Because it would melt. No, I, it might work if they could do it. And a man has been, apparently, for about 40 years trying to persuade people that you could tow an iceberg down to Africa and everyone could drink the iceberg. And he, apparently it's now being taken seriously. He's, he's invented some little cradle. You can put it in, and about 80% of the iceberg would survive the journey. And it, would, it said it would be enough water... I think, to, to keep everyone in Sheffield with water for a year. But there's loads of water in Sheffield, so it seems a stupid... <laughs> it's raining there all the time. What a stupid idea. But, uh, so that, that was quite interesting. Because I, I, I had a few ideas about trying to, to solve this, because global warming is... You know, it's, quite, it's quite good to get rid of the icebergs and use that water, because the, the sea levels are rising. And, and, the, and you know, within 50 years, most of the planet's going to be underwater. It's going to be like water world, but less enjoyable than that. Imagine that. Uh, so, uh, uh, with Kevin Costner. Remember him? Yeah, do you remember? No. No, no. you don't remember Kevin Costner? <laughs> Fucking hell, I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> he was the postman. Don't you remember that? He was good. That was his best film. Uh, an unusual, unusual career he had. But uh, my idea was that what, would, what could get us through uh, that rise? And what, if everyone just drank an extra litre of water every day, more than they'd usually drink, right? Then that would stop, wouldn't it? That would. There's just in this country. There's 60 million people in this country. If everyone drank a liter of water extra a day and held it in, um, <laughs> that'd be like 60 million liters of water just gone, disappeared like that. That is the capacity of the Pacific Ocean. I'm guessing it sounds a lot, doesn't it? So, um, so 
that would be my childish plan to say. We may, we may, uh, maybe if we get to the, down to the end of the competition, we'll ask uh, for your childish plan to save the environment. Come up with the uh, the most childish idea you can. But hopefully that'll work. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? If they towed an iceberg down. Imagine being in Africa, like there, in down in South Africa, and suddenly a huge icebergs in the. <laughs> it would be amazing, especially if you know you wouldn't. Awesome. Uh, I hope it happens. It's like a movie. So anyway, we, we've done... Uh, oh, yeah, done 12 minutes. That's all right. Uh, uh, oh, and I met Tim Vine uh, today. Uh, Tim Vine, a very funny comedian. You should go and see his show. Uh, ma the master of puns. He's no, he's no king of Edinburgh. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> I think that might have been the problem last night, really, with my gig, is that I don't know who st I don't know where this has come from, right? But people have been calling me the King of Edinburgh. It's not something I've it's not something I prove of. I don't really like it. Uh, but everyone's doing it and there's nothing you know, I can't if you want to do it, there's nothing I can do to stop you. I don't like it. But I think last night's audience looked like a load of people who thought, I've heard he's the I've heard he's the king of Edinburgh, this guy. It looked like 125 people who'd all heard this rumour and all decided to turn up and then they were sitting there going, Oh yeah, if you're the king of Edinburgh. Let you prove it then. You prove, and by the end, I did prove it, but uh, that it was justified. But to begin with, they were they were unsure. Uh, but I met Tim Vine, and I'd written a joke that I uh, that I can't use because I'm a incisive political comedian. I don't do I don't do puns, uh, and uh, yeah, everyone everyone bought that good. So uh, it's amazing if you just say something, people believe it. That's the you know the king of Edinburgh. He's the most. He does the most incisive satire of what's going on. It. He took David Cameron down. David Cameron won't come back from his holiday to see the rioters. He took him down. It was amazing. Uh, just tell everyone that's what happened. Uh, and uh, so I met Tim, but I, a few weeks, a couple of months ago, I had an idea for a joke that I thought Tim Vine could do. Uh, I can't quite, I'm not very good at remembering jokes when people will ask me to do jokes. And I wrote this joke and I can't remember it. Uh, and, and I gave it to Tim Vine. It is uh, my grandfather, my great grandfather. Let's, get, let's start back there. My great grandfather was a fishmonger. My grandfather was a fishmonger. My dad, he was also a fishmonger. Just recently, I've opened up my first fishmongers. I guess I've inherited the selfish gene. So that was my, uh, that was my joke. I thought, I can't do that. My audience won't like that. Though it's gone down the best of anything I've done. That's the best. That's, so far, that's the best laugh. Maybe I'll move into that. And I thought that oh, Tim Vine could do that, couldn't he? And then so I gave that to Tim Vine. And he, I met him a couple of months, about a month ago. And he said, I haven't tried it yet. And then I, I, <laughs> I said, it's, it'll work, Tim, but trust me, it's brilliant. And then he said, I've been doing it the last couple of, I just met him now, he said, I've done it the last two gigs. It doesn't work. I'm not going <laughs> to... <laughs> I don't think he sold it properly. I did it well, that was all right. But I said, probably best, I'll write stuff for me and you write stuff for yourself. He said, that's, that's how it's worked for the last 20 years. Let's stick with it. Let's stick with that. But it was nice to see him. Do go and see his show. Now, I'd like to welcome uh, my guest for today. I've got a different guest every day and, uh, and uh, someone coming on to do five minutes of stand-up as well. A new, newer act, of course, every day. Uh, I don't know who's going to be the guest tomorrow. I didn't this time yesterday. I didn't know who would be the guest today. It's very exciting. Might be Stuart Lee tomorrow. Might be. That worked, didn't it, in getting people in, pretending. Stuart Lee. Um, could be Stuart Lee. Could be. Could be Lee and Herring back on stage. It's worth taking a punt, isn't it, just in case? To be honest, Stu isn't returning my emails. I've emailed him about this. <laughs> Seems to have gone very quiet. He was fine when he was talking about himself. But then the minute I asked him anything to do, just to do me a little favour. You remember all the times I stayed up writing late at night, Stu, while you went out and got drunk and got off with girls? Do you remember that? So I'm just asking for a little bit of payback for all that time when I wrote Lionel in Rod's Inexplicable World on my own. Uh, so um, <laughs> so uh, we haven't got Stu Lee. 
We got someone else who's not as good as that. Will you please? <laughs> In a way, he's better. Um, his penis has less of a foreskin on it than that. Uh, which, in my opinion, makes him better, right? Right, ladies? Yeah, a bit cleaner, isn't it? So, uh, you know, there's no... None of the old smegma getting caught there, is there? Don't have to worry about that. Ruthlessly clean. That's, the, that's what they say about our next... There's nothing you really say about his comedy, but his penis is... You could eat your dinner off his penis. <laughs> just off the helmet. You could just put it... That's what they say about him. They say, I'm the king of Edinburgh, and they say of this guy... Put your dinner around the top of his penis and eat it off. That is what they say about him. So we've uh, got someone going there. Look at that. Uh, we've got him. Uh, so we, he's a fantastic stand-up this year, though he has gone into sketch comedy, I expect. I might ask him when, when I'm in my Michael Parkinson mode uh, about that. Will you please welcome the incredible Dan Antipolsky. Dan Antipolsky. Uh, I've broken what an introduction. <laughs> I've broken uh, his mic stand, the new mic stand. Cool, been it no, was a pretty cool. good introduction. Have you ever been introduced It was like amazing. That? Has anyone ever said? I never, I, yeah. All I just years made... pursuing credentials of one sort and another. <laughs> and it's a penis you can eat your dinner off. Yeah, right? that's good. Well, you put that on your next year's poster. That's good, yeah. Because I'm the, and it could just put the king of Edinburgh. I, so I, so I, that's probably what, that's what I probably will. But then people will think it's Tim. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, five, that five stars. That <laughs> uh, good. Uh, so, uh, what is your show? Let's talk about your show straight. Well, I'm doing a sketch show. I did three stand-up shows in a row, and I'm um, sick of that. <laughs> so, I'm doing a sketch show with two other young stand-ups called Tom Crane and Nat Lertzima, who it turns out are very funny. They're uh, much younger than you. Why they're are they quite so a lot much younger. younger. You're quite old. What are hey, you doing? a man backstage is also in my venue. Thought I was 24 yesterday. So, wow. why don't you suck on that? Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. I 38, my good man. That means he was born when I was up at my first Edinburgh. I was in Edinburgh. No, he wasn't 20. No one was 24. Okay. He was a 31 year old man who thought oh, I was 24. Oh, thought you were 24. Yeah, okay. yeah. Those that's are the no facts. Yeah. I thought you said it was, it was his birthday. That's what I misunderstood. I didn't say with the word birthday. No, no, no. did you not? No. I'm hearing. I'm just I'm making up my your, own conversations your in my head now. <laughs> I'm not sure he's here. You know, you're adult from all the hallucinogenic food you've been eating off you my penis. I think you know. You know the king of comedy when uh, uh, Robert. Yes, Giro I know is down you. I know you. Down yes. in uh, king of comedy, yeah. he's down in his basement, isn't he? Interviews people down in his basement, and his mum's upstairs going, "What are you doing now, there, Rupert yeah. Pumpkin? What are you doing, Pumpkin?" <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, and uh, maybe that's what's happening. But then, if I've maybe. if I've chosen in my imagination to interview Dan Antopolsky, <laughs> what paucity you of could have done. I, <laughs> I could have interviewed anyone. I could have been talking my, to Amy Pond. My own imaginary agent is going to be receiving <laughs> a rather terse phone call. Uh, so someone thought you were 24, which you've got a new little haircut, yeah, quite a trendy little haircut. Yeah, as I'm cruising 40, it's time to embrace yeah, fashionable haircuts. Because nice. <laughs> we, me and you... Fight and the tide. You yeah. and I have, have shared... Uh, Lodgings in Edinburgh we've on many lodgings. occasions, many we things have. we've we shared have. Yes. down the, the <laughs> bread, uh, yeah. tea bags. That's, that's right. about it. Yeah, yeah, good times. Yeah. So do you, what, do you remember anything about? I can't remember anything about living with you. Now I think what what, what years no, did we live I together? Think we it's quite a long time drunk. ago. It is quite a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. But um, who else was there? Jenny, uh, Claire, Jenny, Claire, Chris, Chris Addison. Addison. It was quite a big flat. I think Stu was in that flat as well. But he was mainly out doing Jerry Springer. Oh, it was that year. That was the last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the year that someone mysteriously broke all the cupboards in their kitchen. Do you remember? Do you remember I that year? I thought you said that was Stu on yeah, a yeah, rampage. I, did, I think it was Stu. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I can remember the allegation. I'm I got sure no insight Stu. into I thought, the facts. I thought it's time to bring it up. 
There, yeah, was, yeah. there was a time I was talking to Stu in the lounge and he was a bit drunk and I was I was going on how things were going. I was doing talking you cock. You told me at one year. point an ugly look crept into his yeah, eye. Yeah, well, something happened. I was talking about talking cock and he was talking about Jerry, and Jerry Springer. Again, it's kind of interesting. We're both doing shows I think 10 years ago we wouldn't have done and they're both doing quite well because they were about sort of TV and about cocks. It was kind of sort of <laughs> obvious, obvious subjects but kind of done in hopefully in an interesting way. And I could see him looking angrier and angrier that I was thinking I was doing as well as him. Right. Uh, I, think, I, I think that's what it was. It's possible. I dared to say I was as good as him or You something. were the t- Ahir Shah of 2001. <laughs> yeah. And so then the next day I woke up and all the cupboards in the, in the kitchen <laughs> had been punched <laughs> and broken. <laughs> so someone had gone and just like, in a fury, and it was, I don't think it was Jenny or Claire would do that. I don't think no, Chris Adson. I mean, he might have a, a dark side to him, Chris Adson. I can't Adson. quite see it. Uh, he might no, do, because no. there's something like Chris, he's just too perfect. Everything's a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. too... And May- you think maybe he could turn. If he draws back a cape and there's yeah. this whole other stuff. But I think yeah. Chris Addison would kill some prostitutes rather than break <laughs> some cupboards. If he was going to turn, he would go big style. <laughs> he wouldn't just go, I'll, u- I'll use this energy on punching some cupboards. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think you would do it. No, I don't. Unless so. you want to admit now. And if you admit it now, no, no I one's going to... No, I had no reason to do it. And it wasn't me unless I woke up in the middle of the night and did it in my own fury in, in a Stuart Lee mask. Maybe. <laughs> trying to implicate him. <laughs> trying to implicate he's, <laughs> the, he's the cupboard puncher. That's what everyone's calling Stuart that Lee this year. <laughs> That's what everyone's saying. So that's the only other possible explanation yeah. for those hazy photos on the internet. <laughs> or maybe someone snuck into the flat and punched our cupboards. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> well, who that's knows? W- that's what we told the insurance people. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Street and came and mended them yeah, for us. Yeah. Did nice. he? Yeah. That's very helpful. Arrogant He's a very Simon helpful Street. man, yeah. Do you remember anything from that? I do. I do. Uh, uh, Chris, actually, we did a benefit gig, and Chris Addison told a story to the audience, which I had forgotten, but I will tell you the story. I, b- I believe it is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, uh, I came into the kitchen and uh, Chris was there and someone and I was really bummed out and I said, do I smell? And they said, no. I said, oh, Francesca, my girlfriend, she says, she says I smell. I, I, I shower every day. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, fucking hell. It's sort of, uh, I mean, bloody hell. And I, uh, you can do right, you can say I, fuck. Oh, okay. I say cunt if you want. So I, 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 <laughs> cunting, you can talk about how eating food off <laughs> someone's forehead. <laughs> Foreskinless cock. You, yeah. can do whatever, you can talk about whatever you want. I got this. lost in the moment there. Yeah, I really sorry. Back sorry, through sorry. the legal uh, <laughs> sorry, level. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I, I sloped off, depressed. And uh, after that moment, uh, anyway, there was one of those drying racks that descend from the ceiling on a rope there. And it was just above the oven. And just after I left, Jenny and Claire rushed in, flung open the oven, and a load of black smoke came up from the <laughs> oven up to the washing. And she said, oh, I burn the bacon. I do this every day. <laughs> <laughs> So you smelt of burnt bacon. So I guess I smelt of burnt bacon, wow. yeah, which if you're used to living with one of the tribe is a bit disorienting. Well, that, is, that is <laughs> a weird thing. That was nothing to do with me. So that was Jenny Claire. So that was, was Jenny, Jenny Claire, yeah. Jenny Claire could have hit punched the cupboards. Yeah, she could have she done. Was, you know, I like to think it was Stu. He's a, he's, a, he's, quite a, you know, he's a big fella, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Just because he's smart doesn't mean he's not a thug. <laughs> 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 he might be, you know. I think when, the moon, when the moon is on him. I think Stuart started the Tottenham riots. I think that's something I say. I think he was going around punching <laughs> cupboards. It got out of hand. Just easy jetted, easy jetted going, hey, down. Come on, picked calm a down. fight with someone. Yeah. Not the, don't set fire to that bus. Oh, no, what have I started? <laughs> yeah. Just punch the doors of the bus a bit. Yeah. That's all you have to do. So have you found it going from stand-up to sketch-based comedy? And well, it's, a well it's, a, it's just what suits me now, because I'm, I'm just uh, every once in a while you have to leave the field fellow, except you, who keep playing the same field for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. for, for, for most of us, there's a bit of a, a rhythm. So it's very nice to do something else and uh, share the... 
uh, admin with some other people. And yeah. um, they're, all, they're really funny. We've come up with some funny ideas. And we come on as penguins. And it's a very silly show. It's very different. We end up the show sort of drenched in sweat, having rolled around and stuff. And my stand-up's quite sort of talky. So this is very different. It's lots of fun. So I enjoy that. It's annoying having to yeah. carry loads of props around there, right? Uh, well, we bought these kind of IKEA cabinets. <laughs> We've like really got <laughs> anal about it. This is not the most entertaining bit of this it podcast. Is, it is. It will be. Of the sketch groups, we're listening. How do you How do you transport your props? And how do you get them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember when we did uh, when my very first Edinburgh show. Uh, we did uh, this memory has just popped into my mind. We, it, mm. was, uh, called, it was called Old King Cole. It was by Ken Campbell, though he wasn't involved, but brilliant, fantastic. Uh, performer and writer who sadly died a couple of years ago but it was an ama amazing guy mm. uh, but he wrote this kids show called Old King Cold and, and there, was a, there was a hat stand and there was lots of props there was a thing where we made a trap that include, included a hat stand and stuff like that but we were walking through Edinburgh with a hat so about two o'clock in the morning for back from rehearsal with a hat stand like over our shop. Like some kind of But then yeah. the police stopped and you know said is that your hat stand? <laughs> like we were stopped by the police like there was someone going around stealing the Edinburgh hats. <laughs> We'd broken into someone's flat <laughs> and what we've got, what we say, what should we take? The TV, the, the <laughs> CD Walkman? No, let's take the hat. That hat stand looks Maybe good. they thought you let's were, were fixing to steal some hats and had come. <laughs> <laughs> had come we didn't take the hats, we threw the hats <laughs> off the hat. We don't want those hats, those expensive hats. Let's, uh, yeah, because it, it, well, you did a sketch. Did you do a sketch show years ago with uh, Lee Mack and. I did. Lee Mack and Catherine Tate. Yeah, that, those that poor losers well. whose <laughs> careers are. <laughs> Yeah, what what happened I, there? While I am playing to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, uh, well, Lee wrote that show, so it was Lee's yeah. show, really. And we were junior enough for him to corral uh, without offering any financial incentive <laughs> into uh, being a show. But that was a lot of fun. It was a funny show. That's what you've done with expect. the other two this year, then. So you, you now... Oh, no, no, no. We're going in as equals. Yeah, they're, oh, yeah. Bo they're both uh, professional stand-ups, although a bit younger than me. How will uh, you feel if they both get on TV I'll and feel get their I'll feel shows I'll and you don't? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just feel annoyed and resentful, much like... Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And I'm asking yeah. everyone this question, um, all my guests. What would it take... For you to fellate Keith Allen, what would what would what would the act, the actor Kate the Keith Allen? What would you need in order to do that? Do you think how much would you do a it? place? A place. <laughs> <laughs> would you do it for fifty pounds? No, I wouldn't do it for fifty pounds. No, a, th a million pounds? Sure. So somewhere in between those yeah. two figures, there is the figure. Nine hundred thousand. <laughs> Nine hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, sure. that's interesting. Well, who would who wouldn't uh, fillet Keith Allen? Who wouldn't? That's a good question. Yeah. Anyone here who wouldn't fillet yeah, Keith Allen? Yeah, but you said it all right. We got a toothbrush next to you. He has an AIDS test. Whatever you need. <laughs> yeah. He has an AIDS test, and it turns out he has AIDS. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> that's. <laughs> not saying he does. Yeah. I'm just that's in my <laughs> fantasy world. Just implying. World. It's the I crucial hope, saying. Implying I hope he does have AIDS, though. I do. Yeah. I, I think I can say that. I hope he does. <laughs> that's what I I I don't like him. <laughs> um, why? Why? Because he um, moved our crash mats when we were little. When we were doing Did us you? for one of our first student shows, hmm. he kind of came and sabotaged it and shouted at us and Did punched he? the theatre manager. All the people at home know why? about this story. You should, have <laughs> you should have listened to the previous I'm podcast sorry. before you turned up here. I beg your pardon. With your glistening helmet. <laughs> <laughs> That's not enough to get you through life. You can't just get your bell end no, down. Go look at that. <laughs> there are times you have to do some work as well. It's, it's a nice one, but that's not enough. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
Has, have you seen anything in Edinburgh this year? Any other shows? I've seen, I've seen a lot of shows, yeah, because I'm on early evening, which I'm not usually. I'm usually on at sort of 8 ish, 9 ish, so I can't see anything like an hour or before or after this. I'm on at 5.45, since you ask. And uh, <laughs> so I've got the evening at, uh, at uh, Pleasant's Courtyard, Pleasant's nice. Beneath, is my nice room. And um, uh, I've been to see the Comedy Zone, which I really recommend. Normally it's just some people stammering through their first sort of 20, but they're all really brilliant. There's this bloke who called Paul Curry who eats cornflakes and weeps for like five minutes. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And, uh, <laughs> that happened in our flat. I used to do that in our flat. You didn't laugh so much then. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, were, you weren't wearing the same uh, sort of suit-tie combo. I think that's why. Yeah, and uh, what else was I saw? I saw uh, Humphrey Kerr from the Penny Dreadfuls, who are known to fringe audiences, and he's doing a show called Dimmock Watson Nazi Smasher, which uh, you can sort of imagine what it is, but it's really nicely written as well, and it's lots of full of similes, and it's lots of, a lot of writerly fun in that show, and performs it very well. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Dave Gorman's show, but he doesn't need my help. And uh, what else trying, was to, trying to get Dave, Dave Gorman's going to come on this too. at some point. Don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell you when. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Could be Dave Gorman tomorrow. <laughs> Nice it oh might be Dan Antopolsky again. That's the. Yeah, it might be, yeah. I might. I might just ask Dan back <laughs> if he does very well today. It's not going well so far. <laughs> so far, he's not coming back. But he might just. <laughs> it might be like me last night in What Is Love. Anyway, the first twenty minutes might be awful, and then suddenly it becomes Springs just merely mediocre, <laughs> and that and people go, "Well, that was all right. I'm glad I." I'm, I'm going to try and keep the hurt out of my voice because <laughs> I know this is going out in audio. <laughs> I saw a Tim Fitzheim's show about gambling. That was another good show. And uh, he's had a bad time. He got a pin. He broke his finger, and he had a metal pin put in it. And then that snapped, and he put it back in himself because he's posh and mad. <laughs> and now uh, that's all fucked up. And uh, anyway, but it's, good, it's a good show. Has anyone in the audience it. seen any? Uh, I haven't spoken to the audience again today, which is a shame. Have you seen it? James Acaster. He's very good. Yes. Yeah. Anyone seen anything really shit in the audience? Charles Timbers. That's we're not. Can't say that. Uh, that's that is racist. Why? Racist <laughs> and sexist. <laughs> Why wasn't she very good? Well, she's all right bantering with the audience, but her material is gash. <laughs> that could be good. <laughs> I hope that doesn't end up being her nickname. That would be a terrible, a terrible indictment. She's a gash that, the views of our audience are not necessarily shared by us on stage. Absolutely not. No, she's no. a very funny lady. Uh, she's very funny. Is uh, there anything else you've seen, Cliff? Is there any other shows you've seen, maybe a this, recent, uh, in recent days? We have, I just want to say we do have really a celebrity amazing. question in the audience. <laughs> this is Cliff, who you will recognise uh, from the TV show Countdown, in which he... <laughs> in which he do, yeah, now everyone... Oh, Cliff! <laughs> he was in Countdown, he won one of his games, and then he lost the next one. Did you get a teapot? Yeah, I got a teapot. Do you still have it? You got Susie Dent? Ah, <laughs> oh, book. That's not so good. <laughs> You need to get. You need to be an octo champ before you get one of the. the <laughs> get one of the. But girls. it is a picture of Susie Dent sort of in provocative yeah. poses and her pencil. How do bonnets. you when you were playing on there? I'm not saying you're more interesting than Dan, <laughs> but I'm going to now. I'm going to now interview. I'm saving it up for uh, my real you, show. How did you? Uh, <laughs> I suspect your penis is nowhere near as clean, and I, I would imagine. I would imagine looking at you, it's got some bolt through it or something. <laughs> but uh, that's what. I, I would imagine, right? Right, kids, you're with me. He looks, looks a mess, doesn't he? <laughs> with his blue hair. How do you concentrate on making up words when Susie, not Susie, the other one, Rachel Riley's bottom is provocatively placed? I know you're sitting here with your, your lovely girlfriend slash wife. Wife. Slash girlfriend and wife. The girlfriend's on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it hard to keep... Or do they, or they banish Rachel Riley from the studio to avoid the kind of ejaculations that will presumably... I would imagine the mess behind those desks of those, those nerds just being out, probably even seeing the bloke off of Sky Sports is enough to get most of them going. But if they, they, is it kind of matted thick with kind of coagulated semen back there? That's what... I know sometimes it's sometimes it, just, it nearly puts me off my cocoa. <laughs> Never puts me off my stroke. She's very. You've seen a very attractive, very attractive young lady, Rachel. I, I've been. I'm out of touch with Kevin. I'm sorry. Still on Carol Vorderman territory, are you? Yeah, yeah. Do you think Richard Whiteley's still alive? Because he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I heard him once in the old Gilded Balloon before it burnt down, talking about saggy tits. In, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I knew I was in the innermost sanctum of show business. And, and I'd that be, I'd be, I'd, I couldn't get over it for a week. Yeah, I just started doing stand-up. And that shall be his epitaph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. you were there at his memorial service. I remember when he was in the Good of Blue <laughs> talking yeah. about saggy tits. Yeah. Uh, good old Richard. Yeah. I actually, when Richard Whiteley died, it was like JFK had been shot when Richard Whiteley died. In that, like, a man, I was in a shop and a man turned to me and he said, who I didn't know, and he said, "Have you heard?" Richard Whiteley's died. <laughs> it's like people were stopping in the street and it was like everyone had to know that it was Richard Whiteley. What's, what's, have you heard Richard Whiteley's died? I went, oh. It's like there's a Paul Simon song when he hears John Lennon's died and he goes to a bar with a stranger. I didn't do that with the bloke who <laughs> goes, oh, we better go and have a drink and remember all the puns that Richard Whiteley did. Mm-hmm. Oh well. It's all, it's got, all good fun. I've got nothing on that. Got nothing so on Richard, <laughs> Richard Whiteley? Yep. Nothing on Rachel Riley? No, 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 nothing on Rachel Rowe. Don't know who she is. Yeah. My but friend Andy Bodle. My friend Andy Bodle uh, was one of the Countdown champions. That makes Cliff look a bit of a dick, doesn't it? <laughs> look at his teapot. His one win. What went wrong? Yeah. Countdown is quite boring to play once, let alone two in quick succession. I've, uh, I've lost interest by second. So you had to do two in the same day. So do five a day. Do five a day, so that you have to stay very concentrating yeah. you just gave up thought I've won one fuck it that's I'll get Rachel Riley yeah Rachel Gloria Gloria Hunterford touched his nipple that should be your next year's Edinburgh show come on out <laughs> and pointed at his cock was this did during the show or just was she, she just, just was she just hanging around in the corridor outside did the studio <laughs> did someone ask her where his cock was <laughs> <laughs> Or was there an editorial attached to the point? She was obsessed with piercings. Like I was, so me and Gloria Hunterford have something in common. Yeah. We could get it on, me and Gloria. I hope so. I was going to make a very sick joke, but I managed to. I managed to pull. Well, but I pulled away from it. This show that goes on in my head, I tell you, is much worse. And I'm not going to tell. Some of you have worked out what the joke was going to be, and I'm not. I'm not going to say it. It's horror. And shame on you for ma- managing to work out what it was, because it's horrible. That is a horrible, horrible joke. So every day I talk about uh, Edinburgh memories and the memories I have of my own Edinburgh Fringe. I will ask you for one of your own. This is... I'm going to take you through... We've done it, almost done it, because I have talked about the... uh, the hat stand incident, which was in uh, 87. But I, I actually had, because I'm trying to do one for every year, but I've, I've done a few from the early years because I didn't come up in 88, uh, 89, 90 or 91. I nearly came up in 91. So I'll talk about that. 
Talk about that now while well, I search my think barren life. There must be anecdote. something funny yeah. that's happened in must Edinburgh. Be, yeah. you've been, how many times have you been up? I think it's about 13 or 14. Yeah, yeah 14 times. Yeah, they've it's all blurred together. They, they do, but they do. I'm memory. actually quite worried about things. I think if you re- Edinburgh is so eventful, though, isn't it? Yeah. It is so dense in events that you actually end up not remembering any of it. Yeah. It's true, and I yeah. think I'm thinking like 92 is coming up tomorrow. I can't remember anything that happened. I yeah. can't remember anything. So we'll see what happens mm-hmm. tomorrow. It'll be awful. And I'm now going to talk about when I didn't come to Edinburgh, where I stayed in London writing on the hour. But I, n- I nearly came to Edinburgh because I was nearly in. They did a, they did, a, they revived Beyond the Fringe. And mm-hmm. they did Beyond the Fringe again with different actors doing it. The seminal Pointlessly. 1960s. Yeah. yeah. And I nearly got into that. Did which you? I'm quite glad I didn't get into that because that would have been awful. But yeah. then uh, as a result of that, I then got cast... They said, oh, you were really close. We really wanted you, but someone else got it. But then they rang me up a couple of months later. Who were you going to be, by the way? I don't know which one I'd have been. No. I don't know. Who did you want to be? Um, well, Peter Cook's the best one, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, th- I imagine I'd have been Dudley Moore, but I can't play the piano. I don't know if he did that in Beyond the Fringe. He probably but It's did. an awful idea. Imagine jump, being in Jump, you fucker, jump. That's later. That's Derek and Clive, isn't it? Uh, the, That's a completely different the body hopping, of work. The hopping talking nonsense. No, Tarzan. Yeah. That was a good one. But I was asked to be in... I w- they, they were doing Hamlet next. They did lots of sketches about Hamlet, and I was cast as Hamlet. Uh, in all the sketches, which was the straight part, and they needed somebody who was really good at acting Hamlet. Mm-hmm. I wasn't very good. <laughs> Kate Copstick was in it, though. Was she? Yeah. The, uh, the notorious Scotsman critic. Yeah. Uh, and she was... Well, it's all different sketches, so they were, like, they're all different sketches. Some sit, and, I, and I remember rehearsing for it, and I had to do sword fighting, and I rehearsed for about a week, and then I, I did rehearsal and went home, and then they, so they rang up and said, we've recast your part, you're not going to be in it. Oh, then. no, oh. Rich. So it was, a, it was like young a disaster. Dreams, yeah, so being in a shit show. I kind of thought I could get to Edinburgh and then I thought maybe I'll never get to Edinburgh. Stuart Lee was up doing the Comedy Zone. It was all happening for him. The first Comedy Zone. It was, yeah. probably was 1991. Yeah. Uh, and I was back writing on the hour and he was taking all the credit for that. And now... <laughs> <laughs> and now you're sharing a stage with an uninspired Dan Edgeworth <laughs> who hasn't I even got do. so much as an anecdote. <laughs> this, this so over to you. I d- I've set the bar pretty low there with my non-Edinburgh base. Because it was interesting because, yeah. actually, we don't have to be funny all the time, no. which is lucky. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that th- those the two years I had when I was a student in the Oxford Review, certainly this, the, la- the last time I was up before I, in, in 88, we got so badly bullied and, and made to feel like, d- and all the comedians kind of, Hated us, and I, I was really, I didn't. I went to London. I wanted to be a comedian. And I went to London, and then it was all stand-up, and I felt like I was this outsider that everyone hated. I was from this, you know, they, they'd all bullied me, and I kind of nearly gave up comedy. So it was kind of this weird three-year wilderness where I didn't go up to Edinburgh at all. And even when I first came back again, that's probably what I'll talk about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I was still very, I'd, I was undermined. I, my my confidence had gone, which was probably a good thing because I was a very overconfident dick. Uh, <laughs> as a, as, <laughs> but you can see just in that if you watch that interview that's up on line of me on the BBC <laughs> news you can see just the point where my confidence broke yeah you can see the sadness in my eyes as I realized that uh, but you w- see it's a funny sort of walking around this town when you've been doing it for a few years you yeah. can see where people are on that first hillock of overconfidence and then absolutely kind of yeah, yeah. coming to realize their true significance in the scheme of things absolutely yeah getting kind of pulverized and when I was walking around just on the way down here you kind of go just every when you've been up here as long as you and I have and mm. done the disgusting things sure. that I have done sure mainly and me. that I have watched <laughs> uh, every kind of corner of Edinburgh has like a, a memory attached a to it a dirty little memory it's yeah, just sure. of either sadness or happiness or yeah. some kind of bodily fluid falling on the floor sure. uh, <laughs> but, uh, but that I went down Rich basically walks around town and masturbates on his own. <laughs> Wonder if any of those events happen in company. Not a bit of it. No, and then that not. becomes my territory. And then other <laughs> other dogs can sniff it and know that that's 
They have a special van with a sort of pressure jet that's <laughs> used for two things, chewing gum and Richard's secretions. <laughs> yeah. the, under the countdown desk. There's a lot. That's, it's mainly just me. I'll go in there. One day I'll do countdown. But it is, it, is, uh, it is kind of sad and, and wonderful as well. I and mean, sometimes you feel very sad about it. Sometimes it's like the ghosts of your, the younger you is haunting you. I walk down the steps down... Um, how do I describe where? Off, you come down the Royal Mile and you come down the windy bit of the Royal Mile. What's that? The mound. But instead of coming down the mound, you turn right towards the station. And yeah, and go down. But like before then, and some, there's some real weird steps down there that I'd completely forgotten about that I remember going down in 1980, 1998. Yeah. With Selena Boyack. How she was doing? in my place. She's good. You know, yeah, she didn't know, I don't know. No, she's nice. She's but I remember good. meeting you in the Pleasant's Courtyard. I think I met you like three times at that festival and you blanked me. I thought, what a rude yeah. man. And I and then I came to know later that you meet sort of five thousand people. You just <laughs> literally didn't remember me. I don't know yeah, any yeah. I don't know who anyone is. The things are often yeah. what happens with Edinburgh. I'll meet someone outside of Edinburgh and they'll be really go, Hi, how are you doing? Hey, how and I don't recognise them at all. Not even no. their face. It's no. like often you don't remember someone's name. I don't recognise their face. Yeah. And then I real and I say, Did I yeah, we met in yeah. Edinburgh, didn't we? And they go, yeah, yeah. And I know because I can't remember them at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, that yeah. month. That and often it's true. someone you've been... Uh, it hasn't yeah. yet happened. Well, that's why Cliff has evolved this sort of pierced look to help, <laughs> us, help us all out a bit. It's yeah, unforgettable. Yeah. I don't it, think yeah. it has yet happened that I've met someone who I've slept with that I have not remembered at all. Yeah. But maybe it's just because well, I haven't be. met them. I don't know. It could be. I don't you know. Have I slept with you? No, phew, thank God. Because <laughs> uh, I didn't think I had. Yeah, well, we know. With you and me, we know. We better not say anything just in case... <laughs> and you can keep your mouth shut because you, <laughs> you're not blameless in this either. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so what's your? But you have a girlfriend now. I do have you? a lovely girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. It's being a good boy. Hope so. Uh, of course, I'm being a good boy. Of course. <laughs> what are you trying to come on to me? No, no. I, uh, I'm asking for a friend. My only, uh, my only time in within the rule is within this hour while I'm on stage. Yeah. I can do anything I want. <laughs> so I can se art. I sexually harass women from Performance here. Performance, sexual intercourse. If the women want to get off with me now, if you want to come up now and have it, have a bit, <laughs> I, that is allowed. We didn't, we've got that. And my girlfriend has allowed me, I'm allowed, I was allowed three celebrities that I'm allowed to have sex with. Who are they? Uh, Amy Pond, but the character of Amy Pond, not the actress. <laughs> okay. Just so it has to be on the set. Uh, Anne, the Wid Anne, Anne Widdicombe, I foolishly chose Anne Widdicombe. It's like, you know, when you get three wishes and you go, I'll have a sausage. <laughs> oh, why did I do that? I just thought, wouldn't it be amazing to fuck, because no one's ever fucked her, wouldn't it be amazing to fuck her? But then that's now one of to my... To be her first before she yeah. gets some comparison, you mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 and um, can't remember who the other one was now. Yeah, you do. I Amy Pond and Whittaker There's someone else that I really like. I can't Somewhere remember Somewhere in, in the A's? Who? Lily Cole. It is Lily Cole. It is. Thank you. It's Lily. <laughs> he's my. He keeps. Uh, he's got the list. He keeps track of it for me because I'm very forgetful. That's so impressive. I have a little man with my list. He follows me around, and then if I, if ever one of those celebrities comes into sight, he nudges me. and Goes. She's on the. It's Anne Whittaker Rich. <laughs> the game is afoot. <laughs> I actually. I saw Amy Pond at Latitude. Not. It was the actress rather than because I. I really like Amy Pond. She's a really nice. Sort of sexy person, Amy Pond. I imagine the actress is a nightmare in real life, and I don't. I've been out with too many actresses. In mm. fact, I think one of the when I shared with you and Chris Addison one year, and it might have been that same year, the first thing I said to Chris in the flat was, "Keep me away from biscuits and actresses." That was <laughs> what, I, which I think, which I think should be uh, probably the title of my autobiography, <laughs> because he failed to do that. He failed to do that that year, and I've been out with a lot of actresses, which is a, you know, some of them. No, I was going to say some of them aren't mental, but that is not. 
that I, is. I remember you explaining to me once your sort of theory or your general preference yeah. was that they were up for a bit of dirty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Actresses generally just had less dignity than they're other kind of <laughs> <laughs> and would allow you to dot dot dot. Actresses, they're just dot 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 them with prostitutes without. They're I, don't prostitu- I don't know why I abbreviated that sentence. They're prostitutes <laughs> without the bravery to charge. That's what. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> That's what. That's all there. They're lovely. Yeah. They're on all the and all the manly lovely. Yeah, but this festival is full, is full of sort of. Smart, but I don't want to go out people, isn't it? Who's sort of a but I saw the. Re- I walked past yeah. the real Amy Pond in real life. Whatever, it's Karen Gillan or something she's called in real life. Whatever, who cares? That's what. I, that's what I say to her. When I mean, if I ever meet a prof, go, hi, I'm Karen. I go, shut up, you're Amy Pond. Fuck <laughs> yeah. off. It's like when I met ne- Neve Campbell and she said, hi, I'm Nev, and I said, no, you're not. you're Neve. Shut up. <laughs> you don't even know how to pronounce your own name. You're not yeah. Nev. You're Neve Campbell. Yeah. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't go so well with her. Uh, yeah. And uh, but I, saw, I walked past. It was very exciting. She's very tall. Amy Neve Pond. Campbell. Oh, Amy Pond, no, yeah. Na- oh, she, she looks tall, yeah, she looks tall. Very tall, and she looked really cool, and, you know, and she's 20 years younger than me as well as the 21 years younger than me. So, but do you like a sort of youthful-looking face? Because innocence is yeah. not like a, an erotic uh, trigger for me particularly, it but Lily Cole looks very Yeah, maybe I want to have she? sex with children, really. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they well, but I'm glad you accelerated, because I was very slowly driving at that. Society frowns yeah. upon that, so yeah. what I've done... And this is my advice to any <laughs> paedophiles out there, and I know there will be some... In this audience, why not have sex with an adult who just looks like a kid? Uh, so that's my advice. <laughs> then you get all the fun without any of the repercussions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good to give. It's good to give advice. Good I wrote, give I wrote advice. a stand-up There's routine a once about crying there and there, about thinking, uh, "Why didn't I think of that? I'm crying. Oh, I could have saved all that hassle. That you don't get on on any register." No, it's true. It's disgusting. I wrote a routine like once about taking a, a girl on the eve of her 16th birthday and hovering over the time zone <laughs> so that she was legal below the waist. <laughs> so, and it never went this way. So, so. <laughs> I think it's, it's time to draw a veil over... Over Dan's um, and his complete Dan. lack of entertaining <laughs> story. <laughs> over it, it, I was drunk it. the whole time. No, <laughs> You've no been memory. very entertaining, Dan. Oh, it's been lovely and to be we're here. Gonna, we're going to so. come back in a minute as well. So 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 you've got a chance to... You know, Redeem myself. Yeah, have right, a bit. Right, 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 right. some true or false questions. Okay. But uh, we are going to introduce our stand-up guest for today. Uh, I haven't found out. Say what, where, what time you're on and where, Nick, when you're up here at the end, because then people will know. Uh, he's a really fantastic comedian I've seen over several years. He, when I first saw him, he was rubbish. And now he's really... <laughs> He's really adequate. Were you? No, he's fantastic. He's going to have a brilliant year. We're amazingly lucky to get him here because this year he's going to break big. I bet you he wins the Perrier Best Newcomer, even though that doesn't exist anymore. I bet if he doesn't, I'm going to give him a bottle of Perrier water with Newcomer written on it in semen. My my um my introduction seemed to have gone off the boil a bit. I, I do apologise. I'm very grateful to both of my guests for coming down. Will you please welcome the fantastic Nick Helm? Good afternoon, Edinburgh! You all right? Louder, 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 you all right? Let's have some fun. What's your name? That's a nice name! A genuine quote from Richard Herring was Nick Helm, who I've seen do stand up, is a good singer. <laughs> Use that on the poster. Right, do you like jokes? Do you like jokes? Good! 
I've got five of the cunts, let's do this. Everyone wants to know about my impressive sock collection. That's my big draw. <laughs> You're welcome. What do you call a chalk ice with a moustache? Well, it's easy. Magnum P.I. Oh. My. God. <laughs> He's loving it. I went to an all-nude estate agent. I got a semi. Yes. <laughs> Anyone married? This one's for you. <laughs> Why did Bigfoot stay married to his wife? Because she believed in him. It's clever and funny. <laughs> While we're on the subject of wives, what did the shepherd's wife say to the shepherd? You heard. <laughs> and we're off. Uh, who is single? Just me. <laughs> Oh, it's good being single. I love being single. I love being single. I love being single. It's good being single. I'm happy being single. I'm happy being single. It's good. It's good. It's fine. It's fine. I love it. I love it. Absolutely no issues involved with me whatsoever. Prowling the streets every night like a fucking hungry Wolverine. Not knowing where your next fucking meal's going to come from. I love it. I love it. I love it. My favourite thing about being single, my favourite thing about being single, my favourite thing about being single is being friends with couples. <laughs> That's always nice. That's nice. Oh, Nick, you must come over for dinner sometime. Just the three of us. You can see what it's like to be in a couple from the outsider's point of view. Yes, please! <laughs> that sounds like a delightful way to spend an evening. You go around, they've only got two fucking chairs. You've got to sit on the floor and eat off it like a fucking dog. <laughs> we had lamb shank. It was delicious. <laughs> Who likes poetry? No one ever says yes. This is almost my career. I'm going to give you a fucking poem. I wrote this in Edinburgh a couple of years ago and I thought, why not dust it off? For the, well, I'm not writing anything new. I've just spent eight months writing a show, which is going badly. So, uh, it's not. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, one of the best shows you'll ever see. Four o'clock, Pleasance Beside. Dare to dream. This is a poem. So, uh, switch your ears to listening. It's been really nice to meet you and getting to know you these last few days. And if you'd like to keep in contact, then I think that would be just great. Maybe you could write to me and then we could be like pen pals. But I suppose people don't really write letters anymore because it's normally all emails, which is a shame. I understand that you live there and I live all the way over here. But you're more than welcome to drop by any time if you're ever near. And if you need a place to crash, then you could have my sofa bed. But my real bed's pretty big, really, so you could share with me instead. If you want to stay for more than one night, like two or three or four, you wouldn't even need to ask me, because you could even stay for five. And I could show you around all the places that I hung out as a kid. And if that sort of thing interests you, I could show you what I did. But if it doesn't, then maybe we could just go out for a walk. We could stay in and sit in silence and not even have to talk. If after a while you wanted to move your things in bit by bit, then I'll empty half a shelf for you where your toothbrush could sit. If after a while you wanted to move yourself in all at once, and I think that that would be all right too, and I would jump at the chance. And if after thinking about it, you want to go halvesies on a pet, then it'll have to be a dog because I'm allergic to cats. 
And I know that's a big decision to make, so it'll absolutely be up to you. But anything you're thinking, I might be thinking too. And newspapers on Sundays and dinner with our friends. But if you didn't have any, there's some of mine that I would lend. And after a few weeks, we could think about getting married and pick out spots for honeymoons wherever thresholds you'd be carried. Then a few weeks after that, we could look about, we could look into family options. Uh, but if one of us was barren, we could think about adoption. Because there are a lot of children out there that don't have a mum or dad. And I reckon we'd make good ones, or at least ones not so bad. And we can get jobs and promotions, doing things we really like, and buy our kids the stuff you buy, like dolls and skates and bikes. And I'll teach him or her to ride it like my daddy did for me. And you can put the plasters on when they fall and graze their knee. And on parents' evening, we can get a babysitter in. It'll be like going out on dates all over again. And we'll send them off to university and comfort each other when they're gone. And I'll hold you in my arms and tell you term time's not that long. We'll attend the graduation ceremony and embarrass them with photos because by that time, I don't suppose there'll be many things we'll go to. And then they'd get a job and we'd help them out with rent and general bills and we'd accept the fact they'd grown up and only need us when they're ill. And we'd grown to retirement age and plan to move to Spain and never ever wonder if I could do it all again. I'd make your know your sacrifice was never left unnoticed and the kid we had and raised together was worth not getting promoted and maybe you'd get irritated by my constant snoring but then again, maybe I would find your stories boring but me and you, side by side, walking hand in hand with no even little arguments are all part of the plan and when we're old and fat and grey with twinkling in our eyes I'll love you and forgive you for looking at those other guys and when you're tired or sick or grumpy and the days are wet I'll make sure even those days are the days we don't forget I'll bet spending my life with you will make us want to live forever and maybe we'll be lucky and our lives will end together for knowing you these last few days has turned my life around and I thank my maker every day for this person that I found or we could leave them <laughs> thank you very much I've been Nick Helm that was Nick Helm He's on at four o'clock in the Pleasance Besides, if my memory serves me correctly, and he's rushing off there now. Goodbye, Nick. Godspeed you. Thank you for being in the show. I'd just like to thank Michael Legg as well for being in the first show. I, I forgot to thank him for being in the first show, and he's just so upset about it. So thank you, Mike. If you're listening, Michael, thanks. Thanks. Uh, so uh, now we uh, I'll thank Dan Antoposky. I'll, thank I'll remember you. at the end. I'll well, remember at the end. Uh, if I forget to thank you later, thanks. Okay. Thanks for coming in. Sure. Uh, and don't like hold it against me for the rest of your life. I won't. Good. I'll forget almost immediately. So you won an award, didn't you, as well? well I've, I've forgotten. I should have asked you about that for your, uh, for your jog, your joke about, the, jog jog, about the, the hedgehog. hedgehog. Yes. Could tell us that joke. A tiny tell us that mind joke. Tell us their joke. Just say the joke. Say the funny joke. Warthogs. Why can't they just share the warts? Hey, you changed it. I think I said it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Hedgehogs. Why can't they just share the he hedge? Hed that was the joke. Hedge. And they gave me a thousand pounds. Thousand pounds. Yeah, amazing, eh? Thousand pounds. Schools and hospitals crying out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good joke. And uh, tell the one nice. about Madagascar. Tell the one about Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> I read that there's a civil war in Madagascar. Well. I've watched it six times. There isn't. Yeah. yeah. He's talking about the film. Yeah, it was, it was a couple of years so, ago. Uh, Both the film and the joke. That's the, that's I think it. it's a bit unfair to ask me to do dated topical <laughs> material to a live audience. I was forced into that. I've got another joke. I lost money on a horse. It just jiggled out of my pockets. That's a new joke. Yeah, yeah nice little that's joke. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. Peter oh, good. Uh, but, uh, good. We're going to do the <laughs> true or false. Sorry, true or false. Okay. True or false uh, competition. Now, we got a chance to win £20. And, uh, you know, the more I'm in Scotland, the more I like Scotland. You know, begin with, I didn't, I wasn't sure about the Scotland, the Scottish people. Now I think we should be friends. And so, look, I've got one English uh, £10 and one Scottish one. No, they're together, happy. Why can't we? 
Why can't we be like these two ten pounds? Look how happy they are. <laughs> Robbie Burns and the Queen kissing. Look, they're kissing. No, it's behind the back. <laughs> well, look, there we go. And on the back, of, there is a picture of the old and new towns of Edinburgh. That's nice, isn't it? Or Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin's better than that, isn't he? Charles, <laughs> Charles Darwin's better than a city. So, uh, so I've started it up again. Damn, it was just getting on well with the Scotch people, and I wrecked it. So anyway, it's a chance to win £20. One you can spend in England, one you can spend in Scotland. Uh, there is uh, five Mars bars, <laughs> a big pack of Haribo, uh, As It Cursed Me, The Complete Pumpkin, which includes all of the As It Cursed Me, plus all the secret stand-ups, plus a video of one of the shows. And Ooh. some other stuff as well. It's, like, it's fifteen pounds from fifteen pounds from www.gofasterstrike.com if you don't get a chance to win it. Uh, and uh, you can also buy all my other DVDs there. <laughs> if you're at home, listen to this for free and not fucking come into the actual venue. <laughs> you cunts. Uh, and also, there's some tickets which I'll give out to Lee Camp. Do you know Lee Camp? No. Nope. I'm unaware of the work of Lee Camp. He's on or she. I think it's a sort <laughs> of... He's <laughs> on at the Stanford at 11.45. That's, uh, and then uh, I, I'm on tonight, actually, at uh, Political Animal, around about that time here in Stan 1. Uh, and Vladimir, Vladimir McTavish is on at uh, Stanford uh, at 7.05. We've got six tickets to him. He's great. Where does the moon go during the day? That's what I remember. That's one of his early jokes from a long time ago. Uh, it was the way he told it, uh, to be fair. Uh, so uh, let everyone has to stand up. We're going to say some statements that may be true or false. You have to decide if they're true or false. If you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom, the seat of all falsehood. Uh, and if you get it wrong, you have to sit down. It's self-policing. I can see most of you today, so don't cheat. There's a lot. There's a lot riding on this, though. So you know, think carefully. It's nice to see everyone sort of shaking the accumulated sweat from their <laughs> buttocks as, <laughs> as they stand up. Yeah. So uh, I was on uh, the internet just now and uh, received the sad news from the BBC News that while we've been in this podcast, uh, the newsreader Kenneth Kendall has died in the last hour. Is that true or false? The newsreader Kenneth Kendall has died. So sad one to start with. Yeah, too much mint cake, I think. <laughs> Inappropriate. If this is true, that is an inappropriate <laughs> comment. Headline. It is false. So sit down. It's. Uh, I didn't look. He might have died, but I didn't look at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I think he might be dead already, actually. But uh, I thought he was a good person yeah, to choose. False. I you thought that he, would trick you. Said people. he died at this moment. Yeah, so. I said yeah, in the last yeah. hour. So anyway, yeah. have you got? One, have you got one? Uh, I have. Well, you mentioned uh, Kevin Costner in the Postman earlier, oh, and yeah. I actually have a family connection uh, with him, which is that when my grandparents lived in California. A young Kevin Costner was their postman. Is that true <laughs> or false? That is a good one. That is a good one. And hardly anyone's going for true. It's already if it's if it's true, well, it's false. Ah, only an idiot would have believed that. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, you idiots. You don't deserve the twenty pounds. It was tantalising, but false. Uh, last night, I played poker with Dave Gorman and uh, Andre Vincent and uh, Neil Cole. Is that true or false? Those were the people I was playing with, true or false? Uh, it is true. So well done. Oh. Sit down, falsos. Oh. <laughs> right, another, another, another Kevin Costner fact. <laughs> uh, he has children from previous marriages, but with with his current wife, Kevin Costner, like myself, has three children. Three children with his current wife. True or false? No, it's, got, it's divided the audience. 
the answer is false because I have only two channels. I said, <laughs> like myself. Ah, ha, ha, ha. It was ah, good. Hey, you have to listen to every part. Hey, hey. So we're down to about <laughs> one, two, three. You're, that's Chris. You don't count. And are you still in it, sir, at the back, or are you just a, a just interested stander by <laughs> standing by? Three people. Okay, we'll do one more, and hopefully, this will, might, I might actually win it. Or it How might have we got? Just two people? We've got three people, oh, I think we've got. So we, if it gets down to two, we might ask them what was the thing I was going to ask about at the beginning. It's completely slipped my mind. No. It's what? Oh, yeah, Childhood Solutions to Saving the Environment. Oh. Well remembered. Uh, I hope we get two people in the final. because be So start thinking about that as well as answering this question. Um, when I shared a flat with Stuart Lee, he punched in all the cupboards. <laughs> true, or <laughs> true or false? <laughs> We need your Lily Cole uh, fact checker to have done all the detective is, work. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I reckon it is. True. It's impossible to know. We can't verify that at time of going to press. Have you got? An, have you got another one? Because uh, well, I knew that wouldn't get us uh, through. My girlfriend is thirty-nine years old. True or false? <sighs> Clue: I'm thirty-eight. We've got. Well, you've made a decision, man. You've got that on your bottom. Two gone for false. One gone for true. It's false. Ah. <laughs> so we're down to two. So you two come forward here, and I'll we'll meet you. You've got to be quick. Come close to the stage. You're going to be famous. What's your name, sir? Andy. Andy. Have you been in this before? You look familiar. Have you got through to the final before? It's like fifteen <laughs> to one. The same blokes keep on popping up on it. He's a master of true or false. And, and the winner, who I want to win. <laughs> what's 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 your name? Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, Sarah, but said in a kind of funny Scottish accent. So two, two Scotch people, it's Scotland versus Scotland. Be excited about that one. Look at that. It's not your money. <laughs> so what would your childish solution to environment... You just have to think of anything. Childish. Oh, it? It's hard being, fu it's hard being funny. Isn't it? It's easy to know true or false, isn't it, Andy? Is that you've got two seconds. This could, it's slipping away from you. Sarah just has to think of anything. Big poo and uh, <laughs> do a big poo and sm smear it all over the world. <laughs> okay, Andy has Andy has failed at the last third of Sarah. It's looking good for you. What would your solution, childish? It's quite a hard one. I can't think of anything else. Oh, I've done my one though. So can you, have you got? Can you think of anything? Oh God! I didn't think it was possible to do worse than Andy did. But Sarah's response is, "What was the question?" And you know, I'm going to take that as our answer. And you, the audience, have to decide who you think is the winner. Is it beautiful Sarah? Lovely Sarah? A lovely top. I can see some of her legs. Or is it an ugly, uh, disgusting, and who may be, may, no. <laughs> if you think Andy, <laughs> he looks like one though, right, kids? So if there, is there, is there, um, who thinks Andy's won? Who, who's sporting the Peter? No, no, what? No. Who thinks Sarah's won? Hey, Sarah, you have won £20, five Mars bars, <laughs> some Haribo. Yeah, all for you. More importantly, as it occurs, that's worth £15. You could probably sell that for £2.50. Uh, Andy, you don't go away empty-handed. You can go and see both of these shows with her. If you have a partner, they have to be over 16. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the policy. That's just the policy of the venue. You can go and see uh, Lee Camp. I think you'll like Lee Camp. I don't, know why, I don't know why. I think you can go away now, Andy. You've lost. Uh, uh, Cliff, you can go and see Lee Camp. Thank you for joining in. Uh, 
Uh, let's see, who else did we like? Well, of course, you over there, you have to be looking after my needs. Uh, you can go see Vladimir McTavish with your lovely wife slash girlfriend there. And I like this lady here. You were my favourite. You laughed a lot, so you can go and see the wonderful Vladimir McTavish tonight. Uh, thank you very much. Give it up, please, for Dana Lepolsky and Nick Helm. We'll be back tomorrow with another one. I've no idea who's going to be here tomorrow. I don't know. Could be Stuart Lee. Could be Dave Gorman. Could be just one of my friends. I'll You're see all... you tomorrow. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>